2: Hump fake for three at the top of the yard. Goes to the change. Swing right for three. God save the kick. 2-1. Lakers lead the Warriors in this best of seven. Do so in dominant fashion tonight. Final score, Los Angeles 127. Golden State 97.
0: This is going to be a battle to the end, man. We're thankful to get this one, but come Monday, you know, we're going to have a dog fight on our hands.
3: Well, the NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio tonight. Lakers, Warriors, LeBron, Steph, presented by Indeed Coverage. 9.30 Eastern, most ESPN Radio stations, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. We're in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe, when you have kids, it takes a lot here in the Eastern time zone for me to stay up and watch a game that starts at 10 (laughs) o'clock.
1: I will when be up you, for- when you host a morning show in the Central Time Zone. It also takes okay. a lot to stay okay. up at night. Not saying that, you know, my show is more important than your kids. Yeah. I'm just saying I understand the early bedtime. Uh,
3: your show is more important than my kids, and <laughs> one of my kids is sick right now. Just tested positive for strep throat, so I'm going to oh, be no. trying to steer clear of that as much as humanly possible. But aside from that, tonight is worth it. Tonight, at least I'm going to test the what. Now, if a team takes a 30-point lead, I'm turning it off. And I'm going
1: to bed. Wait, so is 30 points. Is that the limit? Or is it if it's like 20, 25, what's the limit where you're like, all right, this game's over?
3: Oh, 25 in the first half, I'd probably hang around. But if it's like 20 plus going to the fourth quarter, like I'm turning that off and I'll go to bed just because the odds of, you know, somebody making a run and staying up the extra quarter. But I'm planning and assuming that I'm going to be up until about 1230 tonight, that I'm going to be up that I'm gonna be watching this, that I'm gonna be locked in, because it it has the vibe, Gabe, and it tell me if you agree. It has the vibe that something kind of like memorable and historic is gonna happen in this game tonight. Am I wrong?
1: And it, it could be I mean maybe Anthony Davis finally plays back to back good games for the Lakers. You know, that could that could be significant for the Lakers <laughs> uh. if he decides to do that. But it kind of does feel that way. This feels like the pivotal moment in the series. And I know that the Warriors are the Warriors, and they have Steph, and they have Clay, and they have this history, especially in the postseason. But coming back from a 3-1 deficit against LeBron and AD, when you just need one chance for AD to go off in in three games, because they have not had an answer. The Warriors have not had an answer. Anytime that that version of Anthony Davis has shown up in this series – it does have that feeling that the Warriors know, not that their backs are completely against the wall, but they're going to come out swinging. And the last time we saw that was Game 7 when, you know, Steph casually dropped 50.
3: Yeah, I mean, n- nobody, I-, I think when you look at this in NBA history, has been as money in close-out games than LeBron James. So I don't think the Warriors could come back at this stage of their development from being 3-1 down but Gabe I also don't think they're going to be 3-1 down. I think this is the rare team that is turning it on and off in the second round of the playoffs. And I think when they've really needed it, games 3 and 4 in Oakland, game se- uh, game 7 in Sacramento. And then game 2 in Oakland uh, or in I keep saying Oakland because I <laughs> used to love that they played there. <laughs> but now they built this fancy new place on the other side of the bridge and it's in San Francisco, my bad. Um But when they've needed it, they've gotten it. And I think they are, you know, despite the fact that they're on the road and all the stars are going to be courtside and blah, blah, blah. I would expect that the champs are going to come out and play like the champs and take care of business here. Uh, I think it might be close, but I like the Warriors so much that I'm making it my lock of the playoffs. Now I'm not going to tell you how much, but a significant amount of money of mine has been placed on this game. And I am wagering with the Warriors tonight. It's Warriors plus three, correct? Correct. They're underdogs tonight.
1: Come on. Because I feel like a lot of teams in this, they'd come out with almost that sense of desperation. You know, where they're coming out with that little bit more urgency because they're desperate and they need to have this game. Yeah. Where the Warriors because they've been doing this for so long with the core that they have of Steph and Clay and Draymond Green and now the other young players they've able, been able to influence around them, Yep, it's almost like, oh, okay, we just have to play better now. It's, it's just yeah. like, like yeah. you said, they have an ability to turn it on, and it's not out of desperation. It's uh. not out of panic. It's just out of, oh, we have to turn it on this game. It's this calmness that they're still going to have going into the game because of the expectations that they have yep. that – I don't think any other team in the league has.
3: Well, they also, they just have so much big game experience. You know, like, I think they're still hardened by what happened uh, seven years ago in 2016 when they blew that 3-1 lead to the Cavs. And sometimes you become ruthless killers in sports when you go through the adversity of blowing a big lead like that. And you then you come out on the other side and you just have more poise than the other team. I know LeBron's going to bring it tonight, okay? I don't think he plays bad games anymore. Um, but I think the real question here is, Davis, th- the Lakers need another Game 1-like performance from Anthony Davis, and he's got no excuse, Gabe. The the Warriors do not have anybody who can guard him reasonably. Nope. nope. And, you know, so really, he ought to be super aggressive. They ought to try to get him going super early and just allow him – To be able to dominate the game. I will tell you this. While we have been talking, and I'm going to take credit for this. This is the power of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The line has moved. Oh, boy. It is now two and a half. So I believe that a significant amount of wagers have gone down on the... I didn't realize you had that kind of money, Aaron. I didn't realize
1: you had that kind of money where you placed down the wager and then suddenly the, the line's going to move a half a point. Well, look, I didn't realize you were that big time. Congrats, but I'm I, happy I'm,
3: for you. I'm hosting shows for the worldwide leader in sports. <laughs> That's the power that we bring to the table. What are you expecting from Steph tonight? Do you think this is another Steph goes off and that like 50 is in play?
1: Yes, I think 50 is in play, but I think we get a better game for tonight out of Clay Thompson, who did not have a good game three. Yeah, so I think I think you see just kind of a balance between the two of them. Fifty is always in play to me for Steph, especially when it's a game that I know that the Warriors aren't going to, for lack of a better term, be bored with. Mm-hmm. And this is not a game they know that they can't be bored with. So Steph's going to be there. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to have some sort of circus, ridiculous play. But I think more than anything, it's going to be Clay Thompson who steps up and has thirty plus points for the for the war, for the Warriors tonight.
3: You know, the other thing Golden State could really use. You know, it's like every basket they get that isn't Steph and Clay is like manna from heaven for them. Whether it's Moses Moody off the bench or Looney on a putback, they could use a good pool game. And we haven't seen a lot of them in the in the playoffs. But I mean, if this is going to be the night that he sort of, you know, uh, justifies the contract extension that that guy got after helping them win a championship last year. Um, And he had a 6-3 game already in this series, and it was one that the Warriors lost, but they really could use him stepping up and playing well. And to that end, I have faith that Clay's going to do Clay's thing and Draymond's going to do Draymond's thing. I think Poole is sort of the swing player now for the Warriors in this series, and I think they need to get better from him if they're going to come back from 2-1 down and win it. I just saw an incredible stat. You know, Warriors have won five straight series when they've been down
1: two games to one. (laughs) Of course that they have. Is, why, well, I mean, that is why not? Believable. That makes sense. No, it does not make any sense. As far as Poole goes, it seems that ever since he took that shot in game one, because that was the game, as you mentioned, he had the six threes, finished six of ten, and he took that potentially game tying shot from deep, and, and with about eight seconds left after Steph Curry was double teamed at the end of game one. Yep. Ever since then, he has just not been. I don't know if it's been as aggressive, but the numbers have not been there. You haven't seen good efforts in terms of the box score and what he's been able to do scoring-wise in Game 2 or Game 3. It, they're going to need, to me, in order to steal a game here or there, they're going to need him to step up. Maybe not tonight, if you get the monster efforts out of Clay and Steph, but yeah. they're going to need another Jordan Poole pretty good game at some point in the series.
3: To me, Gabe, the winner of this game wins the series. Agreed? Agreed. I think if it's 2-2, the Warriors coming back home have a huge advantage. Yeah, they'll be fine. Especially with AD and LeBron having to play every other day. I know Steph's old, too, but I think he can weather the storm better than them.
1: Does this With, with what's going on right now in the NBA postseason, and I know it's been a large talking point for a long time now about what goes on in the regular season is insignificant. But with what's going on in the first game of the doubleheader, in an eight seed, potentially going up 3-1 and staring down going to a conference finals, That's and right. what the Warriors' like road record was, and everybody's going, I don't understand how the Warriors can be this bad on the road and... We got to the postseason, and nobody was actually concerned with it. Just, ah, oh, they're the Warriors. They'll figure it out, and they are the Warriors, and they are figuring it yeah. out. And they won games the five and
3: seven in a hostile environment in Sacramento, yes. and I expect them to win game four on the road
1: in L.A. Correct. Tonight. I just, Does, you know, because they ha- could flip the switch. And Miami flipped the switch, too. Yes. Is, is what ha- is happening right now in the postseason, is it going to lend even more credence to, to yes. that, whatever happens in those 82 games is just so incredibly insignificant.
3: Gabe, we'll do it, but I'm kind of done honestly overreacting to what's going on in the NBA in December because <laughs> it is such a long season. We say this all the time, but think about it this way we start in training camp and we're in shorts. Mm-hmm. Then we go through all four seasons before we finish the NBA finals in June. It's fall winter, spring, and summer Summer. by the time the season (laughs) is finally over. Canty and Garland is on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Knight. So we are presented by Progressive Insurance. As we continue the NBA playoff conversation, you know, narratives come out of postseason series and storylines and winners of the playoffs and losers of the playoffs. It feels to me like, Gabe, game by game, James Harden is either playing the best game of his career or he's confirming once again that he can't be trusted in a big spot. <laughs> We've seen
1: both so far in this yeah. series against the Celtics, right? I mean, game two, he just couldn't hold on to the basketball. Just terrible turnover. Like, it was so bad. And then he turns around and has the game four that he had after the game one he had. It's I, I can't keep up with It's either, like you said, terrible or it's tremendous. There has not been an in-between for James Harden in the series.
3: Yeah, but there are some other guys, you know, who's got the most to gain, who's got the most to lose. People have side-eyed, and I I think it's because he doesn't make great sports center highlights. I honestly do. Uh, But people have side-eyed Nikola Jokic's greatness. And they've excused it by saying, well, he's never had great playoff success. He's never had great playoff success. To me, he could erase all of that and really put his stamp on one of the best offensive big men ever if the Nuggets are able to get through this Sun Series and ultimately they're able to get to the finals and maybe win a championship.
1: I 100% agree. I think he's got a lot to gain in terms of what's out there for him. He's a two-time league MVP. Oh, the, the, whatever the, the Nuggets do works during the regular season. How come it hasn't worked in the postseason? A lot of that falls on his shoulders because he is their best player. Yeah. I understand the health of everybody else around him is very important, and Jamal Murray is finally healthy for them for a postseason series. To me, that's huge. But if the Nuggets, Nuggets fail to beat the Suns, what if they just decide to blow it up? And try to find a different player other than Jamal Murray to pair, to pair alongside with him. And I mean, th- Those they guys might, are hard to
3: find. Somebody might fire their coach after this series. I mean, Doc Rivers, I think, would be in trouble if Philly loses. I think Michael Malone would be in trouble if the Nuggets lose, especially after being up two games to none and then losing the next two. You lose a game where Jokic goes for 53. Who has the most to lose, though, Gabe? Joel Embiid is holding that MVP trophy. But there's a chance that really at the end of all this, it'll be a bad season for him if once again he fails to make even
1: the conference finals. I guess I just don't trust that Sixers team. And we've seen so many MVPs, especially as of late, not be able to get to the finals. And as you just mentioned, James Harden, how much can you actually trust James Harden? to consistently perform and be that number two guy alongside Joel Embiid. Whereas I take a look at who has the most to lose, I feel that Anthony Davis's reputation just continues to ride the same roller coaster as Harden, but it's almost dissolving right before us. Yes, they won the title in the bubble when he initially came over the Lakers, but injuries have robbed him during the regular season and now his own inconsistencies are costing him yeah. Because we see what that ceiling is, and that ceiling is unbelievable. But for a player that unbelievable to have the the basement and floor that he has had? I mean, he's had 11-point playoff games in the yeah. same stretch where he's grabbing 30, 23 rebounds and scoring 30 points. I can't make it make sense.
3: It's the variance with both Harden and AD. Uh, Shannon is producing the show for us today, and he throws up like questions on a monitor while we're having these conversations. And Shannon threw up, who do you trust more, Harden or A.D.? Shannon, the correct answer to this is neither. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how could I trust either guy? At this point, there's a chance where A.D. could play the greatest playoff. He could have 40 and 20 tonight, and I wouldn't be surprised. He could have 8 and 6 tonight and get hurt, and there's I wouldn't seven be turtles. surprised yes exactly like it's at least lebron's prime you know kd what devin booker that's a guy we haven't brought up yet you know the mvp MVP of the playoffs has been so far that guy has shot it as well as i have ever seen a player shoot a basketball in my whole life
1: sure but jimmy butler like single-handedly took out the favorite to win the entire nba championship so i'm Good on Devin Booker. He's been fantastic. Jimmy's still begged the MVP so far because what he's doing think, things that you did not think the eight seed was going to be doing.
3: I read this piece that just posted on ESPN.com, but like uh, what Booker is doing is historic.
1: Oh, it's historically great in terms of the efficiency that he has. Yes. It's yes. stupid efficiency. Like
3: this is this is like some of the best scoring that the NBA has ever seen. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Gabe Knight. So we're presented by Progressive. Um, Coaches, it'd be interesting to see how this goes. We talked about a couple of guys who could lose their jobs if they end up getting knocked out. But I, I think that Eric Spolstra, if the Heat are the eight seed and they end up winning this series over the Knicks, I think if he's not on it already, he puts himself on a very short list behind Red Arbach and Phil Jackson and Pat Riley. You know, he's one of the greatest coaches, I think, in NBA history.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's the best coach in the NBA right now. I don't know if I don't know what's going on in San Antonio. If Pop's just just cruising at this point, he doesn't seem like he's you know mid two thousands, mid twenty tens. I have to remind Benner. myself
3: that he hasn't retired. To yeah, be he's, honest. he's
1: still there. But I would say with the job that Eric Spoelstra has done, totally in terms of getting those Heat teams to perform, especially in the postseason, yeah, I, I think he's the best coach in the league. And, I, and, I, and think- I, I, but to your point, I don't know if he's recognized by that by a lot of NBA fans. Right. Because,
3: he, because I think people love ripping on the big three era in Miami and saying, Oh, it's just, you know, the fact that LeBron went there and they all went there as free agents. No, look, one of the reasons of why LeBron Miami, is arguably the greatest player of all time is that he played for Eric Spolstra. I believe yeah,
1: that. And, and most of us outside of Miami are sick of the whole, on, on social media, heat culture, heat culture, heat culture. Oh, heat culture, it's the best. It's the best thing ever. Like, it's, it's like St. Louis Cardinals fans calling themselves the best fans in baseball. It's yeah. what the Miami Heat are doing, and I think yeah. everybody's sick of it outside of it, so they don't want to give anything the Heat do actual credence or credit. But what Spo is doing is spectacular. Yeah. I mean,
3: heat culture, Gabe, is real. Do you think Gabe Vincent, if he played for the Pacers, would be anything? Do you think if Max Struess went to the Brooklyn Nets that his career would have amounted to anything? Like, I
1: mean, they find I don't know. these guys. I don't know how Gabe Vincent, like, the dude will go 4 of 16 and still have the stones to take a shot at the end of the game. Like, a big shot, and he's going to drill it. It's the, the confidence that he has, I don't know if Spo inspires that and drags it out of his guys, or if yeah. they just find these guys that have some irrational confidence in them that they should not have in yeah. the first place. He, he took Kevin Love out of the glue
3: factory and he's making full court passes again, like fat Kevin Love did back in Minnesota. I mean, <laughs> they're, imagine if they had their full complement of guys no hero, no Oladipo. Bam bio's banged up. Jimmy Butler's playing on one ankle. They're up two games to one in this series against the Knicks. Coming up next, what is your confidence level in Anthony Davis putting together back-to-back dominant games? It can't be that good. This is Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. I almost said Gabe Vincent, but that's not you. <laughs> we will talk I'll take more about. i check three if you want. We will talk more about AD coming up.
1: But first, Gabe has this from Indeed. Go, Gabe. If your summer hiring program is heating up, then make the whole process more chill with Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description and... You can even schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle
3: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app
0: for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.
2: Russell, pump fake for three at the top of the arc. Goes to the change. Swing right for three. God save the kick. 2-1. Lakers lead the Warriors in this best of seven do so in dominant fashion tonight final score los angeles 127 golden state 97
0: this is going to be a battle to the end man we're thankful to get this one but come monday you know we're gonna have a dog fight on our hands
3: well the warriors have won five straight playoff series when they've been down two games to one that's crazy can they do it again can they do it for a sixth Time We're going to go live to L.A. in just a second. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. To the hotline we go. Dave Pash is going to call Game 4 tonight at Crypto.com Arena between the Lakers and the Warriors. Dave, Gabe and I have been saying just kind of a funny feeling that this is going to be a historic one and a memorable one tonight. Do you get the same sense here as we're a few hours away from tip?
4: Well, selfishly, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just did uh, Nick's Heat on ABC Saturday, and it was uh, you know one of the most one-sided games of, of the postseason, along with that Laker Warrior game. And you know, you obviously want close games, great games. It's great for the fan. It's great for us, obviously. So, um, hopefully, it's an epic game. And you know, look, the Warriors usually don't play poorly two games in a row. They were down 0-2 to the Kings, but obviously won that series. And the Lakers, you know, Anthony Davis hasn't really been able to put two great games together yet in the postseason. You know, maybe one of those trends change and AD plays great two games in a row and it's 31 Lakers. But I, I think everybody would be surprised is it, if, if the game ends up being a blowout like it was on Saturday night. I just have
1: a feeling, Dave, that Steph is going to be Steph tonight, and he's going to step up much like we've seen in, in big-time games for them you know, his entire career. But after Steph Curry, who do you think needs to step up the most on the Warriors team tonight to even the series?
4: Well, Jordan Poole has not played well, obviously. You look at his numbers over the course of the series, in particular the last two games, and you wonder you know, what's going on there. Um, they clearly need more than Steph and Clay and I think Draymond Green uh, is going to have a big night tonight uh, on both ends of the floor. I think he's probably due for that. It'll be interesting if Steve Kerr changes his starting lineup and if he he goes back to Looney. Uh, I think those are some things to keep an eye on, but I I think Draymond Green and Jordan Poole are the two guys that stand out to me that they need a lot more out of offensively if if they're going to win tonight.
3: Dave, which version of Anthony Davis do you expect to see tonight?
4: It's the question everybody wants an answer to and nobody really knows because he's one of the most unpredictable superstars we've ever seen, right? Uh, One game he looks unstoppable and like one of the all-time great players, which his skill set and talent level says that he is, and then there are other games where he disappears and he's not aggressive. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think if we get the Anthony Davis that we saw in games one and three, the Lakers are good enough to win the whole thing. If we get the Anthony Davis, we saw game two and in some of the games in round one against Memphis or even in previous years, and the Lakers are vulnerable and susceptible. Because I think to ask a guy like LeBron James, at thir- what, what LeBron's done at age 38 is unsurpassed. It, it's, it's crazy what he's doing at his age. He has an excuse to not be great back-to-back nights. He's 38 years old, and, he, and he's played through injury for a good part of this year. I don't find the same excuse for Davis. Uh, he's younger, um, obviously, and he can do more things. He can impact the game on both ends of the floor in a different way. So I, I, I don't find excuses left for him, and I don't believe that Darvin Ham and the rest of the coaching staff feels that there are excuses. He, he has to be great, or they will not win tonight.
1: Is based on what you just said. Then is it unfair to see or ask LeBron? Hey, if you recognize AD doesn't have it early, we need more from you tonight. Is that an unfair ask of LeBron at
4: thirty-eight years old? I don't know that it's unfair because I think he's going to give you what he has. I mean, we've seen it diving on the floor. Uh, the you know his, his scoring average has gone down, and he's not shooting the three great. But uh, I think. You're going to get everything from LeBron. The question with Anthony Davis, which we've always seen and wondered is, are you going to get high-level intensity, energy, impact from Anthony Davis, playoff game in, playoff game out? You know what you're going to get with LeBron James. And it may not show up in the score sheet. He may have a poor night shooting. He didn't shoot the ball to start the game at all. Uh, Maybe he shoots more to start the game tonight. But I, I think you should expect out of LeBron what we've seen so far. Um, But Anthony Davis, that's that's the question. Are you going to get that from him?
3: What do you think Kerr does with the starting lineup and with the minutes with some of these role-player guys? Because they've gotten great minutes, you know, from Looney and Poole at times in the playoffs, and they could really use a role-player to step up tonight.
4: Well, I think Looney, you you know, he's one of the most important players on the Warriors. He's a great screen setter, terrific rebounder, um, he's a glue guy. He's a leader. So, I, I, you know, whether he starts or comes off the bench, uh, and they go with Michael Green again in the starting five, you're, you're still going to get all those things, all the intangibles. But look, to, to ask Steph to continue to carry them, to ask Clay Thompson to continue to carry them, you know, you look at the Phoenix series for example. Yes, Durant and Booker went nuts in Game Four, and you know they're not going to win that series uh, without the two of those guys continuing to do that, but. Now Landry Shaman had a big game off the bench, and they needed that from their bench. They, the Warriors need something similar. They need a third guy, a third and a fourth guy, if it takes two guys combining to do what one can, not to just take some of the pressure off Curry and Thompson to have to carry them.
1: Dave, uh, going away from the Lakers, Warriors. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeting out uh, earlier today that Nikola Jokic not going to be suspended, but was fined twenty five thousand dollars for what happened last night. Do you feel that's the right outcome? That no suspension, but a twenty five k fine.
4: In terms of the fine, I'm not you know sure that uh, that's the right move or the wrong move. It's definitely the right move that he didn't get suspended. I, I think that would have been awful had they suspended him for a game when. You know clearly, and I you know applaud Matt Ishbia for the way he handled it because clearly he he knows he made a mistake by you know inserting himself into the situation by not letting go of the ball uh, because he played a role in that. and I think he realized that, and that's why he tweeted out what he did. Uh, and I think you know if it's just a, a fan and not the owner of a team, uh, maybe there wouldn't have been a fine at all. Uh, but I, I I think because it, it did involve an owner, perhaps that's why. There was a, a small, fine levy that I'm sure Nikola Jokic can, can afford. But I'm thankful they didn't suspend him. That was 100% the right move uh, not to impose a one-game ban on, on Jokic. Dave, are you with the coach, Hubie Brown, tonight? I'm not with Hubie tonight. Uh, we're on radio tonight so I'm because TNT has the TV. So I'm with uh, Corey Alexander tonight for the call.
3: I uh, love Corey Alexander. Nine thirty tonight, it all gets going, and you can listen right here on most of these ESPN radio stations. What celebrity are you hoping to see courtside the most, Dave?
4: <laughs> uh it's a great question. Uh, I've done so many Laker games over the years where you see a little bit of everybody, so I don't know that I have one in particular uh, that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, I want to. I was kind of hoping that. Uh, you know, if I get another Nick game, Ben Stiller, because apparently he was he was coming after me a little bit on Twitter the other day saying that I was handing the Miami Heat uh, the Larry O'Brien trophy after the win. Uh, but, but Ben obviously will not be out here in L.A., but maybe during the conference finals or something, we'll we'll get a chance to chat.
3: Oh, the drama between Ben Stiller. <laughs> I'm on oh, your ben side. Ben Stiller versus Dave Pash. Yeah, we that got his. What Dave. a celebrity feud. Let's call TMZ and get it going, Dave. Appreciate <laughs> the time as always and have a good call tonight. Have fun.
4: Yep, you got it, fellas. Stick here.
3: That's Dave Pash joining us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I saw the Stiller tweet, I did not realize that it was directed at Dave Pash. Wow angering Mr. Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Kent, Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you love. Visit progressive.com slash careers. That is progressive.com slash careers. Up next, our play of the night and Colts owner warning teams about something that has to do with a quarterback who we haven't heard from in a long time. That's next. It's Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Gabe all on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
0: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money.
3: All right, well, I've declared it the stone cold lead pipe lock of the millennium. Little Mike and Mike throwback. (laughs) Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I love the Warriors. Plus, I got it at three, but plus the two and a half on the money line, they're plus 120. That's one of my plays of the night. I also really like Steph Curry over four and a half threes. Gabe, tonight in the Warrior-Laker game, I feel like Steph going off is like the easiest pick in the world. I think he might have five threes in the first half, to be honest with you. well, So if you're
1: picking all of these, what's I mean, Caesars has got to have that that number for over-under for AD in terms of points. What's it, It's got to be like 24, 25, somewhere around there? 24 and a half, yeah. Yeah, take the, so you got to take the under there.
3: Right, because if you don't think Davis is going to play two good games in a row, which we kind of are betting against that, yes, then we would say Davis under 24 and a half. It's weird. You know, I was looking here on Caesars. Uh, does a great job providing all of our lines for all of us here at ESPN. Um, there is no prop for Kavon Looney's rebounds, which I was looking for that because he's had like some 20 rebound games in the playoffs. I guess they don't know whether he's going to start, whether he's sick, how many minutes he's going to play. So that is yeah. taken off the board uh caesar sportsbook making sure everything is fair of course if you're going to be in a state where you can place a legal wager so those are our plays of the night again i like steph over on the threes four and a half and i really love the warriors tonight on the money line against the lakers i'll give you one other one in this heat Knicks game we can go uh per caesar's both teams to score in the first minute, no, is minus 225. (laughs) And it's been a rather low-scoring series. Well, yeah,
1: because the Heat can't score and the Knicks are really good at defense and also can't score. Right. So I'd go with no.
3: I don't think both teams are going to score in the first minute of action. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Knight, so hit it, guys.
0: Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best, Bad best, Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is
2: one, 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 two, two, three.
0: three and out. Well, in the wake of an ESPN
3: report that Washington made attempts in 2022 to learn whether long retired quarterback Andrew Luck had any interest in returning to the NFL, Colts owner Jim Irsay took to social media today. He wrote, quote, If any NFL team attempted to contact Andrew or any associate of him to play for their franchise, it would be a clear violation of the league's tampering policy. Colts source telling Stephen Holder of ESPN, The team is unclear about the nature of the conversations but is seeking to learn more about exactly what transpired and whether any tampering occurred. Gabe, nobody seems happier in retirement than Andrew Luck. Sorry to all 32 NFL teams praying he'd come out of retirement
1: and play for you. Of I mean, he, he retired what, in 2019. He's been out of the league. The last time he took a snap was before the pandemic. Think about that. That feels it's, like it was ancient years ago. But of course, if, if you had to while. pick... If you had to pick one team, like before you read the report and you just heard a rumor that one team reached out to try to convince him to unretire and play quarterback for, for that team, Washington was that team, right? Like, there is zero surprise that the Washington commanders are the team that tried to get him to come out of retirement because, yeah. well, they settled for Carson Wentz this past season.
3: Let me make this perfectly clear. If Dan Snyder called me, I would not call him back. Canty <laughs> and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, SiriusXM channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. Um, congratulations, Bronny James, who has become one of the best high school basketball players in the country, and who I handed a Gatorade when he was running around the Cavs locker room as a small child, is now a six-three guard, of course, who grew up in Cleveland, Akron, Miami, and now in Los Angeles at Sierra Canyon. He is committed to USC. And, Gabe, he is the first James, as far as we know, LeBron said, to ever have the opportunity to go to college. That is an incredible story.
1: Well, I mean, LeBron had the opportunity to go to college. He just decided not to because, well. But really, he could he get, Really, Gabe, he
3: couldn't. Like, what was he going to do? Go to college and put off? Making any but coming off of what happened with the Ohio High School Athletic yeah, Association, that's, that's there, true. Like he really wasn't in position to go to college. I guess he theoretically could have, but he, he wasn't in a great spot. Bronny is in a great spot to be able to take advantage of a USC education. Number nineteen prospect, ESPN, twenty twenty three McDonald's All American. Guys, let's look at Bronny differently than we look at LeBron. Let's not put pressure on him to become like the greatest player of all time. Uh, although I do think Braun and Bronny could end up playing together in the NBA, which would be I a think really... they I think they do. Yeah, I
1: where Cleveland? I I've, I don't know where, but I think they end up playing together. And if you think, I mean. Th- I'm the in Bucks for a random are, team, Grizzlies, the Bucks, yeah, Pelicans. The Bucs are willing to give Thanasis Adedekubo a, a contract the, the, the every the year. The Bronny
3: James, Bronny James is all All right, yeah, uh, Joe and Amber coming up next. Warriors, Lakers later tonight right here on most of these ESPN radio stations. This has been Canty and Carlin.
0: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.